0: welcome to questions about heaven a podcast about giving bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with god each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world now here's your host brad zockel and a wonderful day to you this is brad zockel i'm out here in the studio right now in our barn studio there's a steady rain outside here. It is the 20th of November. We are just a handful of days away from the wonderful celebration here in the United States. To my international friends, we have Thanksgiving during this time. And the Christians will gather together with family and friends, and they will give thanks. There, It's celebrated by the secular society as well. But I speak specifically of the Christians who will gather and, uh, for the most part, Prior to this wonderful meal that is laid out in remembrance of the freedoms that we have in this country upon arriving here in America and the opening celebration by the pilgrims to be able to thank the Lord for the many blessings and gatherings and such, we continue that whole thought of thanking the Lord during this time for the wonders that he's brought us, for the safety he's brought us, for the blessings he's brought us, reminding Uh, Ourselves, that Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21-22. His mercies are new every day. Great is His faithfulness. And this is the celebration that we have coming up here. And so, reminding ourselves of that, I'm going to start with our studies. In just a few days, as we have our nativity studies here, I'm going to finish up as much as I can in Revelation, and then take the next podcast exclusively and have an advent calendar type of a walkthrough, the Christmas story, and some different things from the scriptures you may not have known in our study. And we'll just have a, a real enjoyable Christmas podcast walkthrough all the way down till the Christmas day, December 25th. And so if you have a chance to be able to come here every day and hear the podcast, Starting uh, the day after Thanksgiving, we'll go walk through that. But I'm going to cheat on a little bit today, give you something here. I want to thank you for joining me. My name's Brad Zockel. This is the Questions About Heaven podcast. I want to thank you for the many blessings that you have been able to uh, give to me through your encouragements, your prayers, and yes, your giving. It's been wonderful. I'm here in a dry, warm barn thanks to your giving We have insulated it. I have electronic equipment that is putting us in the stead of, uh, instead of the, 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 just getting by before with a bit of equipment here and there. We are slowly able to build a better and better studio, and it's coming along well. But it's not too high and mighty that we can't have our barn cat coming in. I'm sitting here at the microphone, looking over to my left, and Smokey Joe is sitting here wrapped up and he has curled up on top of my uh, briefcase and sitting there and having a wonderful time enjoying the warmth in here as the heater is going on and we're having just a wonderful memory of this weekend as well. I was able to go to Walhalla, South Carolina, got to see one of our friends, uh, one of our followers on social media. Dan Smith came up all the way from Georgia and came up into South Carolina and met us over at Walhalla at Victory Baptist Church. And I was able to spend the day both in the morning service and then throughout the afternoon with a wonderful family answering their questions about uh, the Bible as best I could. And then that evening we had a QA and a time as well. Been a wonderful year of traveling from Texas to Alabama to South Carolina up through Delaware, Maryland, Kentucky, West Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania, across Pennsylvania and on and on and on uh, many states, I had no idea I would be so blessed to be able to travel you know, to Mississippi, Oklahoma and uh, be able to see you and I thank you so much for that uh, we have so many blessings as, as I said, we uh, just never expected any of this and so I thank you so much for your prayers uh, and as we're near the end of the year I just want you to consider if you could help us out we have some expenses coming up we're working on a video project And it's going to be in the thousands of dollars. Uh, Right now, about $2,000 is going to help us as we get everything ready to present a Bible study video for churches to use. And you can just have someone uh, use this as a sort of a lesson here and then have a study based on the videos. And I will be sitting there talking about the different wonders of heaven. So, we have a $2,000 mark. We're trying to raise money for that. If you're able to help us with that, I appreciate that. That's a wonderful project we'd like to introduce in January. It's coming up at the end of the year. We are five. Your uh, uh, gifts are tax deductible. If you wish to write us, it uh, is The Heaven Tour, Post Office Box 795, Pickens, South Carolina. 29671. Once again, post office box 795, Pickens, South Carolina 29671. And you will receive a receipt and of course our thanks as well. If you'd like to be able to go electronically and donate our webs our new website's going to have access this week. It's at TheHeavenTour.com, com. TheHeavenTour.com. and uh, we do appreciate so much your help in this. What I'm doing today is I'm going to start us off in a little bit of a head start, a pre-season as it is, in a podcast and talking about the Christmas story. So where do you find the uh, Christmas story? Well, you can find it in Matthew chapter 1 and chapter 2 and Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2. Matthew 1 and 2, Luke 1 and 2. And so I'm going to pick out just something to give you a sampling of what we'll be sharing in the future here uh, on The Heaven Tour Ministry about this wonderful story with a heavenly perspective, but I'm going to kind of make it just real short here uh, in the sense of not going into a longer uh, explanation and things, but share something wonderful here. The Christ child, the fulfillment of Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, God shows his love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. In that being made possible, we see that the birth of Christ in human form, to identify with sinful man, it is going to be a story of Christ coming to earth, which has been the wonder and the joy down through the ages. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read from the very beautiful King James Version because this is what most of us remember it in, in this ornate language. And let's break it down. So I'll start here. because Joseph was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, you recall all the children's programs down through the years, the decades you've watched this and enjoyed it, and don't we? We we always enjoy it. We see the same story, but new kids every year. And there's a little bit of a problem here, a little bit of a mistake, some forgotten line, and we all love it. But you can recall whenever we have this story, there's one bad guy in the story, and that's the innkeeper. We see uh, he is always a grim-faced or even harsh uh, uh, owner, of a guest house and says, there's no room, slams the door, the slamming is always very emotional and high energetic, and the the child who plays the innkeeper always enjoys the part of being the mean guy. Let's take a look at this. When we take a look at this story, there's something there that I want to give to you you may not ever have heard before, but I think it's real important. You see, in the text of Luke chapter 2, we're told that in here, there was no room for Mary and Joseph, and it the term here is used as in. Well, let me share something with you on that. Because the term in is given a different Greek word. And this uh, here, kataluma, that's the Greek word for what is being translated as in. And it has a widespread meaning that I think is very important for us to understand. And then I'm going to bring you something surprising at the end of our time together. So it's Luke chapter 2, and let's just put the Greek word in. Then they could find, there was no room available for them at the kataluma. Now, this sometimes, it it, it has given different meanings in the uh, language of the day. uh, The definition can go around. We have one other time when this kataluma is used. And you're going to go over to Luke 22. Well, really, one other incident, and it's said twice. Luke 22:11 and Mark 14, verse 14. When Jesus is having what we know as the Last Supper with his disciples, this word meaning the upper room at kataluma. It is a furnished upper story, and it would be in a private house. Somebody, they might be making their money on it. I was able to go over into Israel on our second Israel trip with my dear friend who's now with the Lord, uh, Dr. Don Hudson. We took a group over there and we went to a place which showed. It's a first century authentic kataluma. It had a private home and there was an upper section and a lower section. I'll explain some more. So, This is used, Luke 22 and Mark 14, as the upper room. Same word, kataluma. Now, follow this. The first night in Bethlehem, when Jesus was born, the first night of Jesus, when they went over there, they had gone to a kataluma. And they said, well, there's no room. All right, so when we're looking at this, we see that Joseph may have gone to those that he knew, relatives and such, because he was from that place. Well, here's the thing everybody has to go back and pay taxes. This is the law of the land. If you don't do this, you're in serious trouble. So people are smashing in there. Now, Bethlehem is a cow town. At the time, many historians and archaeologists would say Bethlehem at the time may have been maybe 90 people. They don't even think it made to three digits. In, the, in the, the population count. And so 90. How many how many inns, how many hotels, if you want to use the English word, how many inns, katalumas, do you think there were? Well, maybe one. I mean, you know, this was not a place where people went. This was a... Uh, it'd be like going back to my hometown or, or my uh, teenage years in the little town that I lived in. It was 900. There were no hotels within the town. Out on the highway, there were some. But who would come to our little town? Nobody would come. It was well, same thing here. So now, everybody has to come back and pay taxes. Well, the places are full. He goes back, <clears throat> and as they go on in, excuse me, I'm getting off of a flu <clears throat> that I had. It's kind of run through our household here. I'm on the tail end of it. When they go there, this is the way of the, uh, the, the folks in the Jewish culture of that day. The elderly always get preference. There would never be a question. The elderly there... So the elder members of Joseph's family, they had priority. They're in there. Now, Kataluma is going to be a very rustic place. When you went in there, let's say that you went into a Kataluma, and you're going to go upstairs, usually a two-story place. The upper room is where you're going to stay. And if I was to travel, let's say I was single, and I went over there, and a stable boy would come out, probably the son and the family, and the father would direct him to take my uh, donkey, and take it down in the lower section of the house. Very clean. Bringing the animals in from predators at night. Fresh straw on the ground. They take care of it while I go upstairs. Now, I carry my own food in a kataluma. They, they, they do not serve like they would in a hotel today. And Anyway, go up there. And I'm carrying my own uh, sleeping gear. Okay? They're not providing beds. It's an open room. All right? Now, there might be, you know, other people in there sleeping over in corners. And I'm using my outer robe for either a blanket or a pillow, depending on there. And this is going to be uh, open in a courtyard. The animals will go downstairs into the stable area on the first floor. It's warm, it's clean. Possibly the heat's going up through the house up into the upper part here, while everybody is upstairs. So what we have, a lot of people would claim, was they went to a barn. Well, the Bible doesn't mention a barn doesn't mention a cave. See, some people would say, well, there's a manger, right? Well, that doesn't mean anything. Because back then, and even in some cultures, you can see this today, you'll find a manger within the home. Again, it would be a two-story place. The family lives upstairs. The animals are then taken in into the attached barn, which is actually the first floor. Regularly kept home. At night, uh, they're there, and these ones are brought in here not on a shed like we would have in America, not in a barn out there, right inside, inside the house, one of the ground floor rooms, and there might be a ladder to take me upstairs as I go downstairs, trap door, different things like this, and uh, you might have seeds down there as well as the hay, other things, tools down there, think of it as, as a... Like a like a storage shed like a, a working shed, maybe during the course of the day whenever the animals are taken out the grain uh, to graze the uh, head of the household might use that as his shop area downstairs now family sleeping quarters on the second floor, remember upper room, and the animals were downstairs, so they were inside they're vaulted in for the evening, nice there, and so what we have is This small room, their body heat keeps it warmer from outside. In that desert area, it can get very, very cold. And then, come down in the morning time, one of the family members milks the cows for morning milk and such, and uh, you might even, uh, then then the uh, stalls downstairs are cleaned out, and this dung, dry dung, is a fuel source later on as well, or fertilizer for the fields and everything. And so, Within them, they have a manger, which is a feeding trough. Now, when you go over to Israel today, I got to see one when we were over there. In Nazareth, they had one out, and it was a, quite a large one, stone. The wooden ones have decayed from time. But whenever they have done excavations, they found these mangers. And when when you see them, they're built out of stone, and they are, uh, They are all of the feed is poured in for the animals. Well, one of them was cleaned out, and probably draped with some cloth, and this is where Jesus was laid uh, during that time. And when we see this, what I see during this, in my little hint of a beginning and talking with you today about this story is, here's the first thing you may not have thought of. Joseph comes up. He comes to the kataluma. He says, my wife is expecting. And the innkeeper comes to the door. He may be related, he may not. But either way, that's irrelevant to the point the kataluma owner the owner of the inn gestures joseph in to to look inside there are numerous senior citizens octogenarians sitting there snoring loudly bumping each other maybe you know somebody had squeezed in a child crying or whimpering and the innkeeper says your wife this is this is a hard floor here your wife is here she goes into labor she's not going to be comfortable with all these people around witnessing Or she's not going to have a good sleep as they're snoring and moving around. There's just no room here for you to lay down. I'm going to remind you there's no beds there. They're all on the floor. You make your own bed. And he says, let me have a suggestion to you. My stables are clean. I'm very proud. The animals are down. They are all put at a distance. There's no danger to your wife. Why don't we take some of the straw, form it into uh, what would be comfortable. We can lay some blankets over it. So she can form, uh, think about it, a mattress that you can actually shape. And we can form a a, a mattress-like condition for her. You'll be private downstairs. This is pretty soundproof from downstairs. The animal's heat will keep you warmer than we are up here. What do you say we take her down there? So some privacy, some dignity, warmth, quietness. And he takes him down, and this is exactly, you know, you can use this. Let me clean out this manger. You can use this for a receptacle, and here's some extra cloth. I'm going to contend you that one of the nicest people in the Christmas story is going to be the innkeeper, the katalama head, because he showed this kindness. I don't know where we get the idea through the tradition that the innkeeper is angry. It just says there was no room in the upper room. There was no place for her in the upper room. So... They, you, they were around animals. They took her downstairs. Took her to a nice, comfortable place. And that's my uh, presentation to you today. One thing you may not have known. That word in is kataluma. If you want to transliterate it into English, k-a-t-a-l-u-m-a. L- uh, when you see it, luma, luo, means to break. This basically means an in was a break journey. Like we have a breakfast, you're breaking your fast from the night. This is like a break journey. And these were around in smaller towns too. Cataluma was the place where they went. And I think the innkeeper is a pretty nice guy. Well, that's Luke chapter 2. And that's our talk, our nativity talk for today. We'll start it the day after uh, Thanksgiving. And I want to thank you. Psalm 149, I want to challenge you to read today. Psalm 147, Psalm 147 let's start with Psalm 147. And that would be your devotional Thanksgiving reading this morning as you get to enjoy the wonders of what God shares with us and having a, just a beautiful time. Make sure that you do some scripture reading on Thursday. Share it with both saved and unsaved friends. Read it, enjoy it, and then let's just thank the Lord for all of his blessings. His mercies are new every day. And remembering what Jesus has done for us, it, it, just the start of the Nativity story, gave us hope, a future, a joy. We thank him today. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God the Father and the Holy Spirit, for all of these things you've made possible. And I want to thank you, friends, for listening. Make sure that you have a good time of thanks in prayer to the Lord today. God bless you, and we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end-of-year gift. You can send your gift to The Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.